Welcome to Zichud Daf Siman Memor by Avram Goldhar and today Mazeches Nazir Daf Yudzayin the third parak Mishamar. So the three topics we're going to focus on number one: the Gemara challenges Reish Lakish's opinion that Naziris does not take effect inside a cemetery from a price which teaches that the difference between a Tami person who declared Naziris and a Tahor Nazir who became Tami is that whereas one who began as a Tahor cannot begin counting on the seventh day since he must be in Karbanas of Tuma. One who began as a Tame can, as soon as he completes the purification process. This proves that he is automatically a Nazar. Therefore, Marba Ravashi revised the Malchokas. Regarding taking effect, all agree that Naziris takes effect even in a state of Tuma. Rather, they argue regarding receiving Malkas for intentional Tuma. Ravyokhan holds that he would get Malkas and is only excluded from Karbanas Tuma. Rishakish holds that just as he does not bring Karbanas Tuma, so too he does not incur Malkas for intentional Tuma. The Gemara eventually brings a price which explicitly states that he would receive Malkas for Tuma, and Rishakish's opinion is refuted. Point number two, Rabbi inquired about a Nazir in a cemetery. Is lingering required to incur Malkas or not? This refers to the Halakha Lamosh Misina that one who became Tame inside the base of Migdash is not liable to Karas unless he lingers there for a specific amount of time, which is the time needed for prostration. Rava asked if the same applies to a Nazir in a cemetery. The Gemara objects, if he was in a cemetery and warned not to declare Nazirus because he would automatically violate his tomb of prohibition, he would incur Malkas immediately since he has been warned, and the requirement of lingering was only taught by inadvertent tumor. Therefore, the Gemara clarifies the inquiry. It's speaking where he entered the cemetery in a carriage, trunk, or closet, thus avoiding Tuma. And his friend came and opened the floor under him without his consent, exposing him to the tomb of the cemetery. About this case, Rama asked if he'll receive Malkas for willingly remaining even minimally, or only after lingering, as by Tuma in the base of Migdash. And point number three, Ravashi inquired, If one declared Nazirs in a cemetery, does he require shaving or not? This refers to the shaving of the head required by a Nazir who became Tami on the seventh day of his purification process before bringing Karbanas on the eighth. His question is explained. When is shaving required? Only for Nazir Tau who became Tame because he has defiled his Nazirs which was begun properly. But shaving is not required for a Tame who declared Nazirs. Or there is no difference and all cases require shaving. The Gemara offers three sources to resolve the inquiry and deflects them all until the Gemara on the following daf finally brings a conclusive proof that a Tame who became a Nazir does not shave for his Duma. So once again, the three points are number one. The Gemara challenges Rishwakish's opinion that Naziris does not take effect inside a cemetery from a price which teaches that the difference between a Tami person who declared Naziris and a Taur Nazir who became Tami is that whereas one who began as a Taur cannot begin counting on the seventh day since he must bring Karbanas of Tuma, one who began as a Tame can as soon as he completes the purification process. This proves that he is automatically a Nazir. Therefore, Marba Ravashi revised the Malchokas. Regarding taking effect, all agree that Naziris takes effect even in a state of Tuma. Rather, they argue regarding receiving Malkas for intentional Tuma. Ravyokhan holds that he would get Malkas and is only excluded from Karbanas Tuma. Rishwakish holds that just as he does not bring Karbanas Tuma, so too he does not incur Malkas for intentional Tuma. The Gemara eventually brings a price which explicitly states that he would receive Malkas for Tuma and Rishwakish's opinion is refuted. Point number two, Rav inquired about a Nazir in a cemetery. Is lingering required to incur Malkas or not? This refers to the Halakha Lamosh Misina that one who became Tame inside the base of Migdash is not liable to Karas unless he lingers there for a specific amount of time, which is the time needed for prostration. 
Rabbi asked if the same applies to a Nazir in a cemetery. The Gemara objects, if he was in a cemetery and warned not to declare Nazirs because he would automatically violate his tomb of prohibition, he would incur Malkos immediately since he has been warned, and the requirement of lingering was only taught by inadvertent tuma. Therefore, the Gemara clarifies the inquiry. It's speaking where he entered the cemetery in a carriage, trunk, or closet, thus avoiding Tuma, and his friend came and opened the floor under him without his consent, exposing him to the tomb of the cemetery. About this case, Rama asked if he'll receive Malkus for willingly remaining even minimally, or only after lingering, as by Tuma in the base of Migdash. And point number three, Ravashi inquired, If one declared Nazirs in a cemetery, does he require shaving or not? This refers to the shaving of the head required by a Nazir who became Tami on the seventh day of his purification process before bringing Karbanas on the eighth. His question is explained. When is shaving required? Only for Nazir Tau who became Tame because he has defiled his Nazirs which was begun properly. But shaving is not required for a Tame who declared Nazirs. Or there is no difference and all cases require shaving. The Gemara offers three sources to resolve the inquiry and deflects them all until the Gemara on the following daf finally brings a conclusive proof that a Tame who became a Nazir does not shave for his Duma. Alright, so now we go to Simmer Daf Yud Zayin, and our standard Simmon is a used car salesman, a used car salesman. So here goes. The hairy used car salesman trying to sell a used hearse to the Nazir in a cemetery, getting Malkus, and boasting about the hearse's Shiva Teva Umigdal feature when the bottom opened and exposed a Nazir who then lingered there, couldn't even sell him a used shaving kit, since the Tamu became a Nazir, does not shave for his Tuma. Once again, it's a motion. The hairy used car salesman, used car salesman, that must be run off Yud Zion. The hairy used car salesman trying to sell a used hearse to the Nazar in a cemetery, getting Malkas, which reminds us, Marba Ravashi revised Malkus between Meshachish and Yochan regarding taking effect, all agree that Naziris takes effect even in a state of Tuma. Rather, they argue regarding receiving Malkas for intentional Tuma. Yochan holds that he would get Malkas and is only excluded for Kabbana's Tuma. Rishakish holds that just as he does not bring Karbanas Tuma, so too he does not incur Malkus for intentional Tuma. The Gemara eventually brings a Bryson which explicitly states that he would receive Malkus for Tuma and Rishakish's opinion is refuted. So the hairy used car salesman trying to sell a used hearse to the Nazar in a cemetery, getting Malkus and boasting about the hearse's Shida Teva Umigdal feature when the bottom opened and exposed a Nazar who then lingered there, which reminds us, Rav inquired about a Nazar in a cemetery, is Shehia lingering required to incur Malkus or not? The Gemara clarifies Rav's inquiry was speaking where he entered the cemetery in a Shida Teva Umigdal, a carriage trunk or closet, thus avoiding Tuma, and his friend came and opened the floor under him without his consent, exposing him to the Tuma of the cemetery. About this case, Rama asked if he will receive Malkus for willingly remaining even minimally or only after lingering as by Tuma in the base of Migdash. So the hairy used car salesman trying to sell a used hearse to the Nazar in a cemetery, getting Malkus and boasting about the hearse's Shida Teva Migdal feature when the bottom opened and exposed a Nazar who then lingered there, couldn't even sell him a used shaving kit since a Tame who became a Nazar does not shave. For his Duma. Which reminds us, Ravashi inquired if one declared Nazirs in a cemetery, does he require shaving or not? This refers to the shaving of the head required by a Nazir who became Tummy on the seventh day of his purification process before bringing Karbanos on the eighth. The Gemara on the following dot brings a conclusive proof that a Tame who became a Nazir does not shave for his Duma. So once again,
The hairy used car salesman trying to sell a used hearse to the nuns in a cemetery, getting malchus, and boasting about the hearse's Shida Teva Umigdal feature when the bottom opened and exposed a nuzzer who then lingered there. Couldn't even sell him a used shaving kit, since the Tommy who became a nuzzer does not shave for his tuma. Alright, so now it's time for a four blah blah chazara. Dafyud Gimel, so the simmer Dafyud Gimel is a bar mitzvah boy. So here goes. The hairy bar mitzvah boy, bar mitzvah boy, that must more daf yud gimel. The hairy bar mitzvah boy shared the moving story about how his father heard his friend say, I'm a nazar when I have a son, not knowing the child would die within the first month. Which reminds us, the next mission discusses cases of one who declares to be a nazar when he has a child. It then states, ishto, if his wife lost the child, meaning it died within a month and his viability at birth is unknown, the Tanakhama says he is not a nazar. The more explains that this is the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda, who holds that a person would not enter himself into a doubtful naziris. Rabbi Shimon offers a solution to this doubtful nazar in terms of what he can say to ensure that he's a definite nazar regardless of the status of the child. So the hairy bar mitzvah boy shared the moving story about how his father heard his friend say, I'm a nazar when I have a son, not knowing the child would die within the first month. And his father had said, and upon me as well, which reminds us, which reminds us, Ben Rochumi asked the Bible, one said, I'm a nazar when I have a son, and his friend heard and said, and upon me as well, what is the halacha? A diburi mashma, a gufi mashma? Does his declaration refer to the words of the first, meaning that he'll also be a nazar when the first has a son, or refer to himself that he also accepts to be a nazar when he himself has a son? The question is left unresolved. So the Harry Bar Mitzvah boy shared the moving story about how his father heard his friend say, I'm a Nazar when I have a son, not knowing the child would die within the first month. And his father had said, and upon me as well. And then thanked his father for interrupting his own Naziras when he was born. Which reminds us, if he said, Harini Nazar Ksheli Ben, but Nazar, I'm a Nazar when I have a son, and again a Nazar. And he began his term and then had a son, he leaves his term and counts his son's term since it was declared first and afterwards completes his own term. So the simmer is a hand and we often use a juggler. So here goes. The hairy juggler, juggler, that must be one of yud, hand. The hairy juggler who said he would juggle while being a nazar after 20 days and 100 days from now, which reminds us, Rabbi asked, if one declared to be a nazar after 20 days and 100 day nazar from now, what is the halacha? Do we say that he does not want his 100-day Naziris interrupted by short-term Naziris and it does not begin until after his 30-day term is complete? Or do we say that since, even if it will be interrupted, there will still remain 80 days to his first Naziris, longer than a full 30-day growth, he does not mind its interruption and it begins immediately? So, the hairy juggler said he would juggle while being a Nazir after 20 days and 100 days from now, and then restarted his Naziris because he became Tame, while his Naziris was interrupted by his Tsaras, which reminds us a Nazir becomes a Matsur does not forfeit any prior days, but cannot count days towards his Naziris until he's purified. Nitma b'meid Tsaraso, if he became Tame during his days of Tsaras, Rav Yochan says he forfeits the days counted before Tsaras, and Rishakish says he does not. So the hairy juggler said he would juggle while being a nazir after 20 days and 100 days from now and then restarted his nazirs because he became tummy while his nazirs was interrupted by his tsaras was glad to learn that he would not be required to start again if he became tummy on a day of hair growth. Which reminds us, the Gemara states, Nitma biyom gidol seyer, if he became tummy on a day of hair growth, Rav says he does not forfeit his completed naziris, even according to Rabbi Yochanan's opinion in the previous cases. In those cases, he was within the term of an actual naziris, but here, 
Gidoser Mishlam Nazirasu, the extra time for hair growth, is merely a supplement to the Naziris. Shmuel says he does forfeit his Naziris, even according to Ishwakish's opinion, in the previous cases. In those cases, there were two separate Naziris terms, according to Ishwakish's view. Whereas here, it's one term of Naziris, so any Tuma causes forfeiture of the entire term. Dav Tezvav, so the Simran Dav Tezvav is a fruit bowl. So here goes. The fruit bowl maker, fruit bowl maker, that must be on Dav Tezvav, fruit bowl. The fruit bowl maker who was so happy that he could count the 70th day of his 100-day Naziris for his Naziris that marked the birth of his son. Which reminds us, the next mission teaches that one who said, I'm a Nazar when I have a son and a Nazar for 100 days. If a son is born up until the 70th day, he has lost nothing, meaning both terms are counted simultaneously. But if he was born after the 70th day, he forfeits, meaning he must suspend his term to count his sons since his son's term would end later than his. Rav says, Yom Shivim Olo Lakan Lakan. The 70th day counts for both his and his son's terms. The start of the day counts for his term, and when his son is born that day, the latter part of that day counts for his son's term. So the fruit bowl maker, who was so happy that he could count the 70th day of his 100-day Naziris for his Naziris that marked the birth of his son, sent a fruit bowl to cheer up the oval who didn't cut his hair before Yantav and must let it grow through the Shoshim, which reminds us it was taught in a bright if a burial is eight days before Yantav. The Tanakhama says the Shoshim ends and the oval may cut his hair on Erev Yantav, but if he did not, he may not cut it after Yantav. He holds that the permit was a special dispensation for the honor of Yantav, and if he didn't utilize it, the Shoshim continues after Yantav. Abishol disagrees even if he didn't cut his hair before Yantav he can cut it after. Just as keeping three days ends the law of Shiva, so too keeping seven days ends the law of Shloshim. So the fruit bowl maker who was so happy that he could count the 70th day of his 100 day Naziris for his Naziris that marked the birth of his son sent a fruit bowl to cheer up the Abel who didn't cut his hair before Yantav and must let it grow through the Shoshim and sent another one to the Shemer's Yom Keneged Yom who saw blood again and couldn't eat the Pesach but was exempt from bringing a Pesach Shani, which reminds us that if a Karm Pesach was shechted and the blood sprinkled for Shomer's Yom Keneged Yom on her second day, which is the potential clean day, and then she saw another blood discharge, she cannot eat the Pesach being Tame, yet she's exempt from making a Pesach Shani. Dav Tezayin, so the simmer Dav Tezayin is an acrobat with big toes. So here goes. The acrobat nuzz with large hairy toes. Acrobat with large toes? That must be on Dav Tezayin, toes. The acrobat nuzz with large hairy toes, who took a giant leap to avoid becoming Tommy on the 100th day, lest it restart again, which reminds us, the third pair begins with four cases which were discussed in detail on Dafhe and Davav regarding the Machokas of standard Naziris is 29 or 30 days. In one case, a nuzz of 100 days becomes Tame on the 100th day. According to the Tanakama, he begins anew and according to Rebeliezer, must observe only a 30-day term. If he became Tami on the 101st day, he is rabbinically required to observe another 30-day period to avoid confusion with the 100th day. Rebeliezer does not accept this enactment. So the acrobat nuzz with large hairy toes, who took a giant leap to avoid becoming Tami on the 100th day, lest it restart again, landed in a cemetery right next to someone who had accepted his Nazirs there and hadn't left for 30 days. Which reminds us, the next mission states, Mishan Nazir Huba Basic Faros, one who declared Nazirs while in a cemetery. Even if he's there for 30 days, they do not count towards his term, and he does not bring a carbon tumor which a Nazir normally would bring since he began his Nazirs in a tumor state. So the acrobat nuzz with large hairy toes, who took a giant leap to avoid becoming Tame on the 100th day, lest it restart again, landed in a cemetery right next to someone who had accepted his Nazirs there and hadn't left for 30 days, and who asked for a cup of wine because he didn't think a cemetery Naziris had taken 
effect, which reminds us, the Gemara records Malchok is about a declaration of Naziris inside a cemetery. Rav Yochanan says Naziris takes effect upon him because he holds that it's left suspended, and when it finds a Tahara state, it takes effect automatically. He is therefore bound by all Naziris restrictions, even before becoming Tahar. Rishaki says, ain't Naziris Naziris does not take effect on him. Alright, so now it's time to conclude the pop quiz of 10 questions. Number 1. Which stuff do we have a Malchuk? It's time to come to Eliezer regarding what happens if a 100-day Nazar becomes Tame on the 100th day. That's on Dav. Tazine. Good. Number two. Which stuff do we learn if a Nazar became Tame on a day of hair growth? Rav says he does not forfeit his completed Naziris, even according to Rabbi Yochanan's opinion. That's on Dav. Yadalad. Good. Number three. Which stuff do we learn that Rav says the 70th day counts for both a Nazar's 100-day term, and for the term marking the birth of a son. That's on Duff. Tezvav. Good number four. Which Duff do we have Malchokas, Rabbi Yochanan, and Rishlakish, whether one who accepted Naziris in a state of Tuma gets Malchus for intentional Tuma? That's on Duff. Yedzayin. Good number five. Which stuff do we discuss the case where one said, I'm a Nazar when I have a son, and his friend heard and said, and upon me as well. That's on Duff. Good number six. Which stuff do we have if a Nazi became Tami during his days of Saras if he forfeits the days counted before it's Saras? That's on Duff. Good number seven. Which stuff do we have a question of Shehia lingering is needed for Malkas for a Nazar in a cemetery? That's on Duff. Good number eight. Which stuff they learn that one who declared Naziris while in a cemetery, even who is there for 30 days, they do not count towards his term and he does not bring a carbon tuma. That's on Duff. Tezain. Good number nine. Which stuff do you have a question if Naziris inside a cemetery requires shaving for tuma? That's on Duff. Yudzain. Good number ten. Which stuff do we discuss what the halacha is if one declared to be a Nazar after 20 days and a 100 day Nazar from now? That's on Duff. Yadal. Excellent. That concludes today's year. This is Rabbi Ramgold and Zikhu wishing you a great day and great learning.